Hello, and welcome to episode 87 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever and always. The man, the myth, Dr. Baba, Alessandro Bielsi. <laughs> Say hello, Al. Doesn't that thing ever set? <laughs> <laughs> On this week's episode, another trailer roundup, post-endgame nerves, and other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Bedazzled. But first, Al, what are we drinking? We're drinking... Ninkasi Brewing Company's Dawn of the Red, Red IPA. Um, this is 7% alcohol by volume. It's got a little blurb on the back. Dawn of the Dead, sorry, Dawn of the Red, Red India Pale Ale. Bursting with tropical notes, this red IPA captures the bright complexity of El Dorado and Mosaic hops. An assertive hop presence is carried by a subtle caramel backbone unearthing a beer that is flavorful and juicy flavorful and juicy i'm all i'm all for it cheers cheers sir Ooh, this Syn- new this new cheers method synchronicity there was perfect so that's very tasty it's a pungent aroma Stings yeah the Stings the sorry but i'm gonna guys, i'm gonna be honest with you before? that smells like pure gasoline <laughs> <laughs> no this smells much better than gasoline but the funny thing is we were doing the whole Sound mm. tests, like unique New York how now brown cow before we got on the air. Um, so it's perfect that we keep the Anchorman thing going on. The but, ostrich yeah, no. has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> this the is, human um, torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> this is a tasty beer. Um, this is really good. This is, uh, it's been a, has it been a while since we've done an IPA? I feel like we've done some funky ones. We had a pumpkin, a couple of pumpkins in there. Um, we had the cream know. stout last week with The Brian. last couple of weeks have been a... Uh, a whirlwind. We did two oh. stouts back to back. We did cream yeah. stout and we did the Beelzebub, the Alchemist uh, Imperial Stout. And then we did the Cricket Hill Pumpkin the week yes. before, I think. So this is this is a nice change of pace. Um, this is a, I, I it's weird. Bear with me here. I would describe the visual of this beer as thick, but it doesn't feel thick. Um, and yours looks completely different than mine. <laughs> are you sure you grabbed the right beer? <laughs> Dawn of the Red, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, yours looks yours looks like like creamy. Mine is like just like hazy, like a typical like hazy IPA. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Mine's delicious, and I'm not giving it up. Oh yeah, no, it's very so. tasty. You don't. It's funny because you asked me a couple weeks ago about red ales. Um, yeah, and red IPAs are kind of loosely cousins, but they're not exactly the same thing because the the hop content is pretty aggressive in this one, but in a good way. I'm I'm a pretty big fan. It's um it's 66. IBUs, but it's got a good balance of the both like the fruitiness and the bitterness and just a bit of floral, but it doesn't feel like I'm like smelling grass clippings or anything. I I really like the bitterness on this one because it reminds me of are you a fan of Negronis? I might have had one. Is that the one with um Campari and it's is Aperol that have, and, yeah. is it whiskey too or is it just those two things? Gin. I, or I gin, that's what gin. it is, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've which also those, made those are super mezcal, bitter, which is really good. Those are super bitter, right? Because yeah, well, I've never had Aperol, but I know that Campari is bitter and gin is bitter typically. It's it's very bitter, um, uh, but it's I I like the bitterness and like similar here. Like there's a the the aftertaste is what's super bitter on this one, but I actually really I'm enjoying it a lot, and it's reminding me of that cocktail, and I I like it a lot. What I will say about it fan. is it's. It is an assertive hop presence carried by a subtle caramel backbone unearthing a beer that is flavorful and juicy. 
honestly, so I looked away. I wasn't looking at Aldo in this, and I thought, I really thought you were being genuine. And then once your uh, your reading cadence started to kick in, I looked up from my glass and I saw you with the bottle not two inches from your face. Oh yeah, um, I did that on purpose. I, I, it's been a while since I've done that where I've like where I've read a description and done it very obviously, like I'm reading but acting like it's my own. I it, it makes me laugh. I hope it makes you guys laugh too. <laughs> I appreciate it. This one's gonna get a thumb up for me. Not, not two thumbs? This would, this would get at least one and a half for me if I were to do it on the thumb scale. Well, there is there are no halves, as you know. So, one thumb. I don't know. There's I know a person who only has half a thumb. I have to... Is it, is it this guy? Is it, is no. It, is it, for those of you who can't see, which is everyone, I'm doing that, that thumb separation thing that yes. all dads do. Yes, fantastic. That's, that's the move. Uh, no, it's, it's going to get a single thumb up because the, the, the two thumbs are reserved. The sure. two thumb is reserved for like a a heady topper, a focal banger, a low visibility. Low visibility. Another one of my favorites. I was gonna. I you really butchered that because I thought you said a loaf of something. I was no, like, a loaf I, of what now? <laughs> I've been I've been stumbling over my words all day. I think something might be crossed up in my brain. <laughs> Just uh, keep an eye out for me. You're still they start in, to you're droop. St- you're, you're gonna have that, to make a call. You're still in that post-Endgame uh, hangover. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, man, I saw that movie again, and it is just as good, if not better, the second time. <laughs> well, now now you have the opportunity to look for the things you think you might have missed. hundred percent. I also have the I also have the uh, the benefit of knowing what things are gonna go down. So I'm definitely not gonna cry this time. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, I absolutely did. Uh, got got real teary eyed. But man, do I love that movie? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was very good. Um, I uh, it, it's an experience. Now, I don't want to dive too far into our uh, news and nuggets just yet because there is one thing I want to mention. You 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 rushed right past it. You rushed right past the fact that this was a red IPA, and we were talking about uh, reds recently because I was inquiring uh, for a good set of red ales for my brother in law big fan of them and um i figured what better way to get him a solid red than to commission one from al's ales so i'm getting the next batch and i'm actually really excited about it i'm excited to be a customer of al you sure are and uh it's i know i know how good your red is so I'm, i'm it's i'm excited yeah i can't wait uh so that's what 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 are we looking at for that one that's gonna be like a month oh yeah yeah, I mean, I, unfortunately, I won't be able to get it to you by the time I see you next. That's week. fine. But That's fine. The next time after that, for sure. We'll, we'll, we have to make a point of seeing each other. It's great. It's great. I guess so. It all works out for the better. Uh, that being said, Wick, if we you... Have, we have John Wick coming out soon. That's true. If you want to commission something, work on a collaboration with Al, he, he's, he's open to it. Am I right? I am open to it. Just so slide reach in out. These, slide in these DMs. We got a... Uh, we have, in those DMs. <laughs> we have multiple Twitter accounts. We have the Flix and a Six email. It was a Flix and a, Flix and a Six at Gmail. Um, we have spin, the Spin Tune at Gmail. We have the Spin Tune on Twitter. Yeah, well, there's all, sort, there's all sorts of stuff. Really, if you want to reach out to Flix and a Six, your best bet is Flix and a Six at SpinTune.com. Uh, you can also reach either Oh, that's one right. Of us. Sorry, I forgot you changed it over. Not Yeah. Ignore those <laughs> Gmails that I said. We are now at flicksinasix at spintune.com, right? You could also hit us up on Twitter. I'm at AEJ Costanzo, and we have at the spintune, and we have at Alessandro B1187. I remembered it this time. Yes. Pretty, feel good about Eventually, that. Eventually, it just starts to roll off the tongue. It does. So, anyway, uh, com- commission more because what really, this really just it benefits me mostly because <laughs> what happens is 
Al will make the beer. He will make enough to fulfill your order. And I'll, more. And then I'll get those more. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's really what I'm looking for. Yes, is, of course. Is for your ideas in my beer. <laughs> so, And if you like what we our opinions on beer, uh, I think we mentioned it on the show because it's only been active for a couple of weeks and our schedule's been off and the last two have been special episodes with special mm. guests. Um, we have an official untapped. You can find us. It's about damn time. Flicks in a six. Or I guess it's FLI six. Sorry. It's FLI six right. on untapped. Come be our friend. All of our beers that we've ever done on the show, minus the Al's Ales, are all on there. So you can find we, everything we've drank. Um, I went back and I'd forgotten about some of the beers we had, and it was a, it was a fun little thing. And I left some fun little comments in our reviews of a handful of the beers. It's definitely not all of them. I don't even know if it's a quarter of them. Yeah. It was probably like 10 of the 85. But So the, if I remember notes. correctly, it's a five-star system? Uh, it is a five-star with quarter stars. Okay, so I will start to log the beers as we drink them for myself on my personal account. And the stars, there will be no quarter stars. I will be rating full stars, or no. And uh, it will be on my thumb scale. So you can transpose <laughs> that as I did. I didn't, realize uh, you, I didn't realize you had an account as well. So you'll have to uh, hook up with the... Uh, yeah, I'll, ma- I'll make that happen. I, I, it's not on my phone. It's on, it was on my last phone. I haven't brought it back to life in a while. So I'll make that happen. Makes um, sense. Specifically for full point ratings. Being a thing that I'm advocating for going forward. Uh, <clears throat> you can do what you want. You can rate however you want. <laughs> Me personally. Well, I tried to do the, it In mostly... a world with so much choice, I'm just trying to get rid of those half choices. Sure. Uh, for me, I, I... Well, whichever full or partial stars, however you want to do it. I was mm. trying to do it as best I could remember, and a couple of them I had to listen to the first couple of minutes of the episode to, um, to find a consensus ranking between the two of us. Oh, okay. And where okay. I couldn't remember what i or you felt about it i just defaulted to whoever's i could vaguely remember it's like i could see that with the half thumb coming in there i could also see one where like you love it and i hate it and it's like take my strong hand <laughs> like that that could be one of the ratings uh this is uh this is exciting this this i, I like this one yeah this is a good the, the the other thumb is is creeping up but it's not gonna get there <clears throat> so one thumb up for this one uh i'm gonna take us on a little detour before we get into our news and nuggets. Wait, this further. wasn't a detour? No, this is, an, this is another one. We were still talking about beer and movies-ish, so it was fine. We're going to get uh, lost this, deep in the woods. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting deep. Uh, this one, I was before we, I was a little late to recording because I was trying to book an Airbnb for a, a quick trip that we're doing. Which I got to kind of be a part of. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally sent the wrong message, but that's fine. Uh, so I was looking at these uh, the pictures for some of these places, and... They're, they're a, a good handful of them were, were, were great. They looked, they looked awesome. One of them is really bubbling to the top, though. And that's because in the background of one of the pictures, the TV is on, and it's Tobias. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was like porn or something. Like in that. Arrested Development. And I feel like I'll just jive with these people. <laughs> so maybe we'll make that happen. Um, How bad can they I've, be if they like Arrested Development, right? Well, I've never had actually had a good experience with Airbnb, so I'm really hoping that this will be the one. <laughs> what, what, you mean a cabin in the middle of nowhere with bad cell phone service that has Nazi stuff all over the place? That's not a good experience? <laughs> that, that was Airbnb? That was an Airbnb, yeah. So, some might argue that was the best experience. <laughs> the funny thing is, I hadn't thought about it in a while, and it came up apropos of nothing yesterday. Um, I don't I, think I've ever had so much fun and been so uncomfortable in the same breath <laughs> well the best part was that there was a lot of uncomfortability at the beginning 
Yeah. And the alcohol eventually suppressed it, which I guess is kind of what alcohol does. I mean, I guess the fact that there was like nine of us and a gun cabinet, I felt pretty safe. I didn't because the guns were locked to us, <laughs> but they were accessible to the people who might wish to do us Were harm. they locked to us? I don't think a single pane of glass is locked Namely so locked. No, na- sorry, when I say the people who want to do us harm, namely the Nazis, the aforementioned right. Nazis. Right. Um, and when I say that, I mean it literally. I mean, there was actual swastikas in a chest, in a closet, in an Airbnb that we stayed that in. Was, it, was, it was quite the journey. Uh I would I would say we should post the pictures that we took from that place, but I don't want to get flagged. No, so no, no, not gonna no, do no, that. No, 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 uh, no, no, but, no, no, no. But yeah, uh, it, it was ter- it was hysterical and terrifying all at the same time. We had well, we had we had fun. The the best part about it was me sending it to the person who booked it for us, and them asking me why I was sending the Nazi paraphernalia. I said because that's what I found at the fucking place you booked for us. Yes, you did this to me. <laughs> exactly. That's like almost exactly what I said word for word. All right, let's get into some news and nuggets. Uh, I have here the trailer roundup because there's a, a handful that we need to discuss uh, since we've last really spoken. There's really only one we need to discuss. There's one that we'll push towards the end. The first one <laughs> that we're going to discuss. I don't think is, we'll get through them if we start with it. No, we, we won't. We might end up. We, we might just end the show on it. Uh, the first trailer that I want to discuss is Godzilla. Okay. We when we saw Endgame. It wasn't even a trailer. It was a sneak peek extended look. Yeah, it was about thirty minutes. It was a uh, it was a good it was a good quarter of the movie. Um, it it was a lot. There was a lot going on in that extended look trailer for Godzilla. That movie doesn't look good to me. That movie looks really bad to me. Oh, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I liked Kong, Skull Island. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you kind of liked Godzilla. I never technically yeah. saw it. Yep. So I just and you liked Kong as well. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Kong. So I just assumed we were in for this movie. Yeah, I I did too until sen- I the, saw that. The the before that or even kind of with that, the sensibility seemed very much aligned with the Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Both like thematically and even especially the cinematography and everything. Um, it it just I was bored to tears during that. Well, there's also, I mean, there's a lot of, like, weightlifting on the perspective of the viewer because you're getting dropped right into the center of this and there's a lot going on that there's no way you can True. really process it all because it's very obviously heavy into the story at that point. Yeah. So, like, I know, I know the first couple, like minute or two I was, like, just trying to get my sea legs on what was going on. Um, but... I don't know. I thought it was interesting. It was certainly a spectacle. It looked cool as shit on IMAX. It looked cool on IMAX. It was too long. It was too... It was just... I don't know what it was. I didn't... It wasn't, like, overly engaging. It looked cool. Like, like the fights looked like they will probably be pretty crazy. Yeah. Graphically, it looks pretty good. Um, From what we saw, that might not hold up in the full-length movie. You never know. Those things can be hit or miss. Yeah. Um... Excuse me, but I don't know. Overall, it was just it just was like a dragging sneak peek. Well, I I think I think for one thing, you were probably um, disillusioned to it a bit because you just wanted the movie to start at this point. That's that's fair. We we were uh, hovering around three days in those chairs, right when that started. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it felt like, like it. I don't like I know I know that trailers and previews are long. I actually, as you know, we've talked about this on the show before. I I enjoy it. I enjoy. I love. I love trailers. I like getting there early. Uh, that was egregious. Well, the thing is, I I kind of take for granted how long they are because I don't go to AMC or very often or the Cinemark that you go to very often. Um, so you're always complaining about trailers. For me, the theater I go to. It's typically three trailers and you're done. You're in. Your movie's yep. going. Like, we're talking five minutes and it's time. It It's noticeable when it's 20 minutes. Um, I, and I, I was... I'm grateful that it's not always 20 minutes. Right. Well, But I can put up though... with it when, that one time knowing that the next time I go, it's not going to be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what's funny, though, is going in, when I looked at the runtime of the movie and looked at the schedule and saw that the movie was starting every 20 to 30 minutes, I was like, oh... Maybe they're going to go in a different direction, and the movie's just going to start. <laughs> uh, nope. No. They, we we sat 30, maybe 40 minutes before the movie started. I, it was, I, I will it was s- long. I will say I don't have a strong feeling, plus or minus, about that sneak peek, because I think I was just able to notice how odd of a situation that we were in, and furthermore, mm. um, the fact that that scene is clearly at the apex of building quite a bit of tension and True. we haven't earned that tension ourselves because we're getting thrown right into it so it's not going to have that desired effect and that connection point to you so it's being sold to you on the spectacle on the merits of the spectacle itself sure um so i think that i would caution you not to read too much into it one way or the other our specific I mean, it, experience that, that well, watching at that time Either way, we're going to see it, and my I know Chris and James are going to want to see it. They're, they're super into that stuff. So, I what if this has effectively done is lowered the bar for me? Yeah, which maybe is a which good is probably thing a good overall. thing. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that'll be that'll end up working out in my favor. Hopefully, uh, was that now? Remind me, the uh, seeing the new Godzilla movie before Endgame was that before or after the two trailers? <laughs> the new X-Men movie? That was really confusing. Um, <coughs> so we got we got one, which was, if you watch it and pay close enough attention, it's mostly clips from previous movies, and at the end of it, they just tell you that you could buy all the previous movies, which is fine. But then immediately after, they did the Dark Phoenix. Is it Dark Phoenix? Is that the name of the movie? Yes. So we get the second version of the trailer to follow, and Kim... As it started, and I don't think I don't know if you heard this, but Kim turned to me and she goes, uh, "What's happening now?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hear I, it, but it's it's only because I heard it inside <laughs> my own head as I was thinking it. Right, it's only it's 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 this is the same movie that we're seeing a trailer for, right? It's like as if these as if this stretch of time isn't long enough, you're going at it again. Well, the first three seconds of both trailers was like the same. So yeah. I thought it was a glitch and it was just going to run back the exact same thing. And no, it was this. It was a completely separate trailer that had like 10% of it was overlapping footage. But ultimately, I was just like... I should have just turned to you and said, they're here. This <laughs> is Glitch in the Matrix. Um, yeah, it, what do you think about that movie? Are you, are you in? We, well, we talked about it a few weeks ago that yeah. I like... The, the second oh, but trailer... Oh, was that the trailer? Was the one. Because you... Had, okay. It, it sounds like you hadn't seen that one. Yet. I had not. No, that and, was the first time. And I remember you were pretty skeptical about the trailer. And I said, no, check out the full trailer. I think you might be more interested. That was the one. The second one. Although it sounds like you may have been turned off to watching a second trailer about it. Uh, yeah. At that point, I was, I was done. I don't know. I'm not... I mean, I'm obviously going to see it. I've seen all of them. I gen- 
generally enjoyed all the X-Men movies I've seen. Yeah, I still haven't um, got around to seeing Apocalypse, but other than that, I've seen all of them. It was funny because I had very little desire to see First Class because I was just frustrated with what X-Men was doing. Um, and looking back at it, even though that was a good movie, I'm still frustrated by what they did with it. Um, okay. But I genuinely liked First Class. It was a good movie. Um, yeah. And for some reason, I just didn't get to see Days of Future Past until quite some time after it came out. Okay. Um, and I liked a lot of it, but that one is definitely one that you could have tightened. Mm. Um, but there was a lot of good in it, even though some of it was not so great. Um, and then for whatever reason, just had zero interest in Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's okay. It's just another X-Men movie. It's fine. I, I didn't, I, and a lot of people were, were a little tough on it, but I... Yeah, the reviews for Apocalypse were not very good. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't like offended by it like some of these other people are as they, when they when they talk about it. But um, I don't know. It's we'll, we'll see what happens. We're obviously, I mean, we're gonna see it. It'll we'll, it'll, we'll it'll do probably a show on it. But. It'll probably depend on when it comes out. If it comes out in a dead zone, we'll probably go see it. If it's not, it might sit in the back burner for a little while. Like we're doing, sure. we're doing sandwiches around Endgame. We're doing Mallrats and Bedazzled movies from 1995 and 2000. It's just a little bit of a dead zone slash. Very. We needed much something. From 2000. Yeah. Oh, so that was one of my notes. This movie is mm. 2000 as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. Um, but like, more on that later. It's gonna start picking up soon. We got John Wick coming out soon. We, there's a few other things that we can't wait. We've teased um a few weeks ago when we were looking ahead at the schedule. So I, I forget, yeah. I'm forgetting them now. It's just it's tough to remember week to week. For sure. Play show. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's uh, We did that trailer. Okay, uh, man. The first time that there was just some real raw emotion when we went to go see Endgame was that Lion King trailer. Mm. I am all in on Sol- that trailer. Solid trailer. That was really well done. That's, that's peak trailer. Like, that was, that was re- um, amazing. I mean, all there's the- one thing I feel pretty confident in. It's that Disney... In as is it is perfected the science of a lot of things in the making of movies, and mm-hmm. one of those things is making trailers, because like basically all of the Marvel trailers, the Star Wars trailers are perfection. Yep. Um, that was also incredible. Like they Ugh. crush trailers. Like they've so gotten the making of a movie down to a science where I'm genuinely surprised when anything they make is an outright miss. In a lot of cases, <laughs> in a lot of cases, it makes it for us that there's enough of a guideline that maybe they can't truly transcend the medium, right, and become a truly excellent movie. But it's assuring a certain level of quality, regardless. And I, for one, appreciate that to a certain extent. Yeah, like let's 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 talk, break this down for a minute, though. With the Lion King trailer, it starts off. Perfect, very slow, steady rise. That's that's basically this whole trailer, and and it hit a lot of the beats. scenes you remember yeah. exactly. It really pulls on the nostalgia strings, and like all of the things that you remember, all the things you're excited about, and then I think the key ingredient here is getting James Earl Jones to still do Mufasa mm-hmm. to really bring it home, and the whoom, as it goes to black at the end and tells you like when it's coming out, and then the pot. Now this is where Disney comes in strong. The pause, and then the and uh, then oh, wait. no, no. <laughs> then, 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 <laughs> there's a pause. Camera pops back in at the grass level as it's pulling up, and two characters are starting to waddle onto screen, 
and you start to hear oh wait moak going moak going moak and i just like and then they do get into that but they they cut it out right as i cut you out yep and that right there that is a crescendo with an abrupt stop and it was beautiful and i was just like i i i I'm very excited. <laughs> I don't know how. To, like, how can you make me this excited when I'm already this excited <laughs> for the next thing that we're about to watch? When I, uh, whenever I reach that sort of situation, I always think of one of my favorite scenes from Archer when they're talking. I won't say what they're talking about, but someone's describing something to Doctor Krieger, and he goes, "Stop! Stop! 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 I can only get so erect." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't say that in regards to the Lion King. Moving on to no, our I won't next... say in regards to excitement for trailers and content, though. Fair enough. Uh, well, if you want me to fix that for you, shall we talk about that other trailer? That will get rid of my entertainment erection, you're correct. So the Sonic trailer's out. That's a thing that exists. Um, <laughs> it's a thing that I cannot scrub from my brain. I, as with most things, I'm trying to find the good in it. Uh, the good in it is that... It Jim, reminds Jim, me of peak Jim Carrey. It's, well, it's, I was going to say the good in it is that Jim Carrey looked pretty good because he was looking a little rough recently. Yeah, he, he, he looks good in it. He looks even better towards the end. when they, they, tried to do, they tried to do the Disney cut and then come back real quick for a split second, um, which it was already too late at that point. Once you gave me Sonic teeth, it was horrible. <laughs> the, those teeth took over the internet. More horrifying even than Ben Affleck's baby teeth. Yeah. Like, they're oh my God, bad. baby teeth. And if you it, do not know the baby teeth thing, go back to our previous ep- Wait, which episode was that in? Fuck. I should be able to tell them that so they can find it because... You know, it doesn't uh, matter. Go find the article on The <laughs> Ringer. Look up Ben Affleck's, ben Affleck's baby, baby teeth. teeth. It'll show up right away. Oh my god. Uh, it's, it's, it's so good. Uh, so, the, but this trailer, um, it's, it's, we, get, we get really goofy Jim Carrey, which it was exciting to see him back in that, in that zone. Just it because, was a bit too much. It... It wasn't. It was pretty much what it, what he used to do. Well, the thing is, he wasn't too much. The writing. Of the that writing is too much. Is horrendous. Absolutely, but his what? delivery. If you take the words out of it and you just let him do his thing, because with Jim Carrey, it's all about that physical acting. And yeah. man, uh, he's just he he just I I don't know what it is. I see he could just be there not doing anything. And if I watched for 30 seconds, I would probably burst out laughing. Just because I find him to be so funny. I love him so much. And I know that, that's, that he can be polarizing for people. There are people that love him, and there are people that hate him. <laughs> I adore him. <laughs> and seeing him as Robotnik doesn't make any sense at all. Until the final scene with the, where... With the big mustache? Where, yeah, with the giant mustache, and he's bald. Mm-hmm. Even so... If they can make him gigantic at that also, that might drive it home. But it's, it's just so... Everything about it is... You can't look at any scene and not ask, why? Why yeah, are we doing a, this? A lot of it's bad. And, like, what's it? Ben Schwartz has done some good, like, voice work. Like, he's good. Although he's basically playing a more polished version of John Ralphio in, um, when, he, <laughs> when, when he's in um, BoJack Horseman. But he's done some good voice work, and him in the Sonic role wasn't working for me. The Sonic James Marsden thing wasn't working for me. For fuck's sake, the teeth and just the general yeah. look wasn't working for me. There's like, so, it, ma- so many good memes. That's the, the, the great memes tearing it apart, those worked for me. Well, that was the only positive to it. That's your silver lining, is that we were, mm. we were, 
we were graced with 36 hours of wonderful, wonderful, horrible memes. Like the one where people were complaining about the teeth. So someone said, I fixed the teeth. And they just took out the eyes and put more of his mouth in yep. his teeth. Uh, horrible. Or in his eyes. And uh, I will never unsee it. No, I, no, I want them to can't. pull. I want them to scoop my eyes out so it's I can very, see. It was very Pan's Labyrinth. It was. It was. <laughs> um, the other one that really got me. I think you sent this one to me. Uh, they, it was just the kid from Jumanji when he's the monkey. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's like, oh yeah, though no, that's they just made him blue. Yeah. It's and it's it's the same. They made him blue and they gave him the pointy nose. That was the only difference. Yeah, and it, it's it's probably with the same technology. Yeah, and effects. Dunk uh, it up from 1994. It was, it was, it was, it was a little rough. Uh, that movie looks real bad. Oh, yeah. um, unfortunately, that's going to be the train wreck that we're not going to be able to look away from. You, we're going to have to see it. The we're problem gonna, is, <laughs> I, gonna, I, I have to know. While I was watching the trailer, I had a thought, and I realized that I wasn't alone because about two hours later, I finally saw an article doing a better job of putting the words together than I was able to. But everything that my skepticism of the Pikachu movie did, like the trailer undid all that skepticism, this right. doubled down on it. Every yeah. When I heard that Sonic was a movie, I saw the just the still image when it came out like in the fall. I was like, why the fuck is this a thing? Just the same way I did with the Detective Pikachu thing. The, but the problem is, when I saw this trailer, it made me viscerally angry because it's it's everything I feared and worse. Yeah, it was. I, it's so stupid. I I don't know what my problem is, but I really want to like everything. So <laughs> as I was uh, watching the trailer, I find that I I do that too. Like I, because I've been having some conversation with people recently, especially with like the whole Game of Thrones thing this week, where a lot of people are mm-hmm. irritated with it. And I didn't love it either, but I, especially if it's a, a going concern like that, an ongoing like medium of something I enjoy. Once I've gotten over my irritation, I try and process and at least understand why choices like that were made Mm -hmm. so that i can continue enjoying the thing that i love i'm not gonna let it sour me like that if i can understand if i can if i can get to a point of understanding why they made the choice even if i ultimately disagree and reject it right Mm -hmm. um and i can't get there with this i really can't no i i i can't either i but while i was watching it i was trying to smile through it i was like it's gonna get good it's gonna get. It's not gonna get good. I really like. This was ten seconds in. It's not gonna get good, but it, it might get okay. Spoiler it's gonna get alert, okay. It didn't. <laughs> right, and then it didn't get okay, and it got worse. I was like, ah, ah, shucks. <laughs> and I, in, in that moment, I felt like I was. I was trying to be nice, but I was just just cork, and I was just like, <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. It was. It was brutal. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll probably see that, and uh, I can't imagine we will do anything but tear it to shreds. But. What if, what if somehow <laughs> it's amazing? I just don't see it. You know what it did? I think this is my, maybe what they were trying to go for. It turned, in that moment, when that trailer ends, it turns the Super Mario Brothers movie into a fantastic film. <laughs> I think that's what it did. I think maybe that was the goal. I don't know if anything can do that. Um, yeah, no, I don't think anything Ye- can do that. Years later... The people that made Super Mario Brothers the movie are thinking, man, we're never going to live that one down. And then this trailer dropped and they went, I think we're good. We're in the clear. The funny thing is, just like the Nazi Airbnb, I also was just talking about that movie a couple of days ago. And I can't even remember exactly what... I, I remember like the gist of how we got there. And it was something to do with someone looking like something. 
Okay. And I was like, the comparison I made was like, involved the fact that like Bob Hoskins, like someone looked more like Mario than Bob Hoskins did, but he was at least a lot closer than John Leguizamo was to looking like <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> That movie is is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. Now that's one that we can do somewhere. We haven't, we have not kept up our end of the bargain of doing the intentionally bad movies. Mm. Um, we're getting close to the six month anniversary of the the holiday untitled holiday episode that we did. Um, if you got some time, guys, that's not a very long episode. You should listen to the untitled holiday episode, which I will not tell you what it was about, even right. though I think we've mentioned it once in the past. Listen to me fall apart. <clears throat> Yeah, you um were that movie broke to, me. There were sh- you were shaken to the core. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't. There were numerous times where I just I just looked directly at you and said, "Why?" <laughs> I think the only reason I'm alive today is because you realized that if you attempted to kill me with your rage, it probably wouldn't have been enough. No, I think it was more so that if I did that, the movie would probably have shown up as evidence <laughs> in the court trial, and I don't think I'd be able to handle it. So I figured, let's just get through it, and we'll be okay. Um, yeah, so Sonic looks like shit. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the only... Okay, there's two other notes that I have here. One, well, we don't what, have to spend a lot of time I, on this. It, I was it, like, I have a couple of very short notes sure. as well. You know so. what? Why don't you take one away? Uh, I, I'm going to go with... I saw something the other day. <clears throat> it was a follow-up to, you know, kind of the slight loosening of... The endgame spoiler thing, the don't spoil the endgame, it's slowly loosening up now okay. online, so be careful. Um, mm. But someone said, posted something on Twitter, and it's like, Phase 4 looks fucking awesome. And it was a picture of, it was a black background with a bunch of logos of different movies. And I was like, oh, that looks really fucking cool. And I'm looking at it, and it's like, kind of like the roadmap of what yeah, comes yeah. next. And so it's like, you know... um, it was, uh, I can to keep calling it Homecoming. Sorry, Far From Home, Far from you home. know. Yep, it's okay. We'll, we'll all do that forever. Um, you know, and, you know, Captain Marvel 2, uh, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, The Eternal, Shang-Chi, like, bing, bang, 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 you know, um, going through it. I'm Which one is that? Is that the new one? Bing, bang, That was the one we talked about. Sorry, bad joke. A few weeks ago. Um, and anyway... So I'm looking through this whole thing, you know, Guardians 3, all this stuff, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. something about this doesn't look right. And I looked online, and yeah, there's not been any official release, because that's how it was, like, couched, as this is the official, like, roadmap now that, like, we're far enough out from Endgame. Unfortunately, they have not released that thing yet. There's a bunch of people mocking up a bunch of things. I think, more or less good-naturedly, just for conversation and attention, just be wary. There is no official phase four roadmap yet with like other than those like the only ones that they've officially announced are guardians three shang chi the the eternals um and i think we'll get an official official announcement of a couple of ones that we've mentioned in the past like doctor strange 2 and stuff like that like that they've been holding off on announcing sure um, which makes Captain sense Marvel I, too, you know? they, with um there was i was just reading something from james gunn and it was Talking about some concept, maybe not the real one or where it'll go, but an idea of the third Guardians movie being an end to the, like a close on the original core group. That makes sense. Which is fine. Um, and it could be it could be fun. 
in this season of <laughs> finales <laughs> that we're yeah. in right now. Um, I'd be down with that. I just, I, I'm excited for that. It'll be great. Don't care. I don't, I, it could be, it could, they could take their sweet time with it. I'm, I'm, I'm set right now and I'm getting a Spider-Man movie. Like that's ridiculous to me. <laughs> like it, it's, un, it's unbelievable. This, this year is just, it's just for me. I, I, I don't even understand. It's just, it's too big. There's just, it's too big. All the movies can't even handle it. Um, I had one thing on here from, it actually kind of links back to what you were saying earlier. I was curious if there was any topics on uh, the Battle for Winterfell that you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, I had that too. I, w- I wasn't <laughs> sure if you're going to want to get into it fully. Yeah, we, we can get into it quick, like, short. It doesn't have to be long. Yeah, well, if that's even possible. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I got, oh, hey, look at that. Just while we were talking about it, the uh, one of the trailers for uh, the King of the Monsters, Godzilla, just came up on the TV. Huh. Um it's a much shorter trailer. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a good one. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I well, I wanted to know what your thoughts were just on how you experienced the episode. No, let's not get into spoilers with it because sure. I don't know who has and hasn't seen it yet. We did right, a, we won't. a more spoiler in-depth conversation at the beginning of this week's episode of the Spin Tune Sports Show. Yep. If you guys are interested, you can flip over to that. The first like 15 minutes of that episode, we did a full spoilers part of that, so... Yeah, so um, I can I can start here. So like I again, no spoilers. We all know what the episode is. It's it's supposed to be a big battle. It's supposed to be, from what I recall, from what they said, the biggest battle committed to film. Yes. Um, I call BS on that. I don't really understand what qualifies it. Uh, I I don't think that that's the case. I think it was just the runtime of the battle. That's fine. I, it's it seems like, more like a technicality than anything. Maybe, but the the runtime unbroken of of the battle, I think, is the longest one. It's longer than the one uh, opening Save Power Ryan. It's longer than the Battle of Helm's Deep. Um, it's longer mm. than the one in um, was that Ben Affleck Pearl Harbor Pearl Harbor. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I found it quick enough that you didn't have to like call me on it. But yeah, no. The, I think it was the whole point of it being an unbroken like battle sequence. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, or maybe sort of I I I will I'll call that there is a gray area there and how that's defined and what constitutes a break in the battle. But I don't regardless, think, I don't think that the that horror sequence <clears throat> that put in the middle that I don't think that's considered a break. No, no. But re- regardless, that's that's fine. That's neither here nor there. And honestly, didn't really have that much of a problem with that. Um, I do like I like the tension building. I'm all for that. I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I like this the story and plot points that they hit. I thought were fantastic. I thought that the plot points and when the plot was moved was great. I actually really did enjoy that. Um, the, every decision that is made in the battle, I don't understand. So I that was one of my flaws with it, where I just like this just feels like they needed to do this so that it could be longer because it didn't make any sense. Um, there was definitely some things that like both from a militaristic standpoint, yes. like strategy, and from like like you said, there was definitely things that were done for plot reasons. I will say this is the m- briefest, minorest of spoilers if you haven't seen it. The fact that Danny breaks from the plan five minutes into the plan frustrated me to know oh my god and that's yeah. all i'll say about it so it's yep. not an actual spoiler <clears throat> yeah that's that's just... fine so that's that's one of the any there was all i think this is my biggest problem with that, that was my biggest issue with that sort of thing with that though there was the, the, this is the 
the only time in recent memory of watching the show, and I'm sure there has been times before, maybe one or two things here and there that as they happen, they happen. But there were so many times well, something was happening where I just went, in a non-unrealistic way in the state of this world that we're living in, I said, why don't they just X? Yeah. Or why didn't they just Y? And that is an immersion breaker, and I can't stand that. If you, if I have enough freedom to start to wonder about a different possibility and how you could do it and not be engaged, I think you're failing at telling this. At, at that's that's a smidge harsh. Um, like I think everyone kind of gets one. Sure. You know what I mean? Or like sure. you know, there's there's always going to be a moment where it's like, okay, they're doing that because this. And as long as, like, you can get there and, like, you know why and you get it, it's like, okay. But, like, yeah. you, really, you really get, like, one significant one of those. And they probably took too many liberties on that front. Yeah, they had about 12 of them. And it was it was too much. And I couldn't really... I, I was just... I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, as the show was going on, I was like, they've got... I, I, was, I was doing, like, a reverse counter. I was like, oh, wow, like, they've got 40 minutes to turn this around. Oh, wow, they've got 30 minutes <laughs> to make this episode good. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> 20 minutes. Oof. Uh, I will, I will and then, say and the final... And then they did it, sure. The final <laughs> sequence, starting with the music that cropped up as yeah. they started slow-motioning it. Things really things they're good at. Musical I, cues, slow, you, like, yeah. Did you experience that the same way I did? Because I was listening, and I thought it was, um, I thought it was like a, a orchestral cover of a song. It sounded familiar to it me did. for some reason. And I was like, I was like, man, this is driving me nuts because I feel like it's like something I've heard before, and I don't know why. And the next morning, I was watching a completely unrelated show, and someone said the exact thing I said, and they're like, I had to pause and look it up, and no, it was an original. It was an original. Original. It was, it was an original orig- song. It was an original composition, is what I was trying to say yeah. <laughs> for the thing, and it was titled like "The Night King" or something like that, or like "The yeah. Night King March" or something like that. I forget what it was. Um, but it was just so weird that it immediately pulled me into this place where I was like, man, I feel like I know this song and I don't, which like that sort of thing where it can like bring you somewhere when you don't know something like that's where trans where music can be transported, transportive like that. Like it, I think that's a really good job of, um, scoring yeah. what's going on. It was a perfect accompaniment to what was going on on screen. Yeah. was it? It was last 10, 15 minutes. Great. Yeah. Also, honestly, the last week, the week before his episode, was fantastic. Yes. Uh, it was funny because in the moment, I was kind of like, eh. Like, like, I liked a lot what happened, but I was a little disappointed. But, like, thinking back on it, I was like, no, it was pitch perfect as the last breath before the plunge. Yeah, I, <clears throat> the way that I had described it was I, if you had made the last episode an hour and a half or an hour 45 and let it play out the exact way that it did and then tightened this as a cap on that that would have been probably the most tremendous episode it would have been too long it um would have been too long. i uh, agree to disagree because i, I honestly this, no because this episode was too long this episode was too long of too done much, done much garbage so i don't think they would have been able to do it in, a, in an hour 45 though that's the problem mm. um not without cutting some of what happened in the episode before and it was that's perfect fair because i wouldn't want to cut anything out of that episode it, it was perfect because they gave everyone a send-off so that you could justify why any of them would have died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas no one, like, there's a couple of people who, like, screamed out to me on the screen. It's like, oh, they're going to die. And some of them did and some of them didn't. 
Mm-hmm. So that's a good job of both foreshadowing and yet not screaming out loud to you, hey, this is who's going to die. Yeah, I, man, it is just, I'm just ready for the next week. Yeah. Well, this week is going to be a deep breath episode because there's still three more episodes. Yeah, I know. It's, this week will be, uh, it'll, it'll probably be more story, um, which I'm, as you know, these days, it's all about the story for me. And then the following week's episode is usually where everything hits the fan. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's, it's time. It's time to come to a close. And I'm okay with that. I'm glad that you've been enjoying it overall more than it seemed like you were anticipating it before it came out. Because I won't say like it seemed like you were down on it per se. It just didn't seem like you were really that excited. Oh, like the final season? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I would agree with that. I'm just I've just got, not that I I wasn't not in. It was just I was I didn't mind waiting. Like it was just fine. Like when it gets here, it gets here. Like I'm not like in a rush to see it. Whereas, That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's yeah. anticipation didn't measure up on the upper tier no. for you the way it did for me. Uh, but mm-hmm. it seems like it's been exceeding your expectations overall. Yeah. Well. Yeah. When we came within a week of it starting, I was getting really excited. Um, so that's yeah. that's good on them. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm also yeah, like I said, the close of the episode was really was just tremendous. I, I, and I I think we we probably could come back and discuss this a little bit more next week because there was some things and some conversations I've had with people who like I'm friends with a lot of people who are super fans of it, like I am. Um, and while I will agree that I didn't necessarily love the way they went, um, kind of harkening back to our conversation about Sonic, I can understand why they made the choices they did, so I'm good with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, 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 ultimately, it's just mildly tinged with disappointment, where overall I very much enjoyed the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, I've got one other thing. So you said you have another note or two, right? Uh, I have one other um, note that we could discuss for a couple of minutes. It'll be depending on your interest level and how long it goes. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll just drop this quick tidbit. Uh, so last week I was listening to Podcast Unlocked. I'm not sure if anybody is a fan here of that. That's one of the uh, IG, IGN ones? It's an it's the IGN Xbox podcast. And I, I just I adore the host on that. I think he does a fantastic job. And I was just, I, I, it's one of the, I don't have an Xbox anymore, but I still listen to that because I love Who that hosts show. that one? Ryan McCaffrey. Oh, okay. And uh, they they were talking about people uh, excitement swelling around Endgame, and one person, Brand, Brendan Tyrell, mentioned uh, the Avengers theme song, and how people know it. And like they had like they had like a little back and forth about like, is that really that well known? And then he said some guy in the office was singing it, and I spit out my drink. And I thought it was very funny to me because of what we... It was literally the day after we had recorded our thing. So I I sent it to them with a uh, with a trivia question in hopes that it would get read. I don't I don't expect them to, to play or anything. I just want them to listen to it because sometimes it's really fun to listen to podcasts, I find. Because there so many folks, I feel like, do a very good job of making you feel like you're part of the community and part of the group. Yeah, and they do. Th- those are my favorite sorts of shows to listen to, whether it be like a radio show or podcast. The ones where yeah. it feels like if you've been listening, you're kind of part. You're part of it. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like they they do a really good job of that, and they they do some really great fan service. Uh, so I just wanted to shout those guys out because it was I I it was it was not a funny thing that happened, but I was hysterical laughing. <laughs> well, it is great because if anyone's listening to this who hasn't got around to listening to our end game one yet, um, you can listen to the first two minutes. Yeah, if you if you haven't listened yet because you haven't seen Endgame, that's fine. I totally understand because we 
we do no spoiler free thing really other than some fun nuggets in the beginning with uh, with Brian our prodigal spin tune um but uh our <laughs> intro music as bad as it is it's also perfect it's also the greatest <laughs> thing that's ever happened uh <laughs> that's not <true>. wow <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun to do though we man there were some there were some laughing tears while we while we were making that i was i was uh, laughing pretty hard i had a i had a really good time with that um awesome sorry right, go ahead give us your last okay so my last thing is about Billions, uh, which I've mentioned on this show a couple of times. I've mentioned to you more uh-huh. than a couple of times. I know you haven't got around to watching it yet. And you don't have to have to in order for this conversation. Okay. Um, they've been doing... I think I mentioned it to you when I saw you the other day. Because um, I had meant to do this with our last full normal episode. And it just kind of got like sidetracked. So it's been a couple of episodes since then now. Um, but it's fine. We're, we can do it now. Um, Billions has been doing something really interesting for a couple of seasons now um, that I've never quite seen. I'm not saying it's never happened before. Uh, it's just not on anything that I've watched um, that's been done this exact way where it's become a move for the show. And I was a little thrown by it at first, but the more I think about it, I actually like it. Um, especially as we talk about some of these shows, like especially uh, the one that always comes to mind is the Marvel shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Where they just ran too long, yeah. Um, where they would have done better, like writing them to a certain length rather than forcing the narrative structure to fit. Right, on like a length write, that write the story earn. and let it end when it ends. Yeah, say, oh, well, we only wrote nine episodes this season, but next season we wrote eleven episodes. Like, fine, whatever. Like, that's just what right. fits with what, the material we have. So, what Billions has been doing is they're still sticking to their uh, whatever ten or twelve episodes or thirteen episodes. I can't remember how many it it, it is. Um, but what they've done in at least the last two has been pretty like obvious that it's been done is they carry through from the end of the season threads that will set up the next season, right? Okay. And they pick up the next season and have that typical debut episode where we're kind of figuring out where everyone is exactly. It's not that long right. since the last thing. We remember the big we know the big thing and then we'll see the what the B and C storylines are gonna be, right? But it's like kind of like that that episode of like setting the table, right? Yeah. And then the, they run through their storyline and the thing starts picking up steam and it's and it's becoming really it's like oh shit man how are they going to maintain this tension all season and then the hit the blowout valve and the storyline ends and it resets on a new story down the back half of the season but it's not necessarily like let's just call it for argument's sake a 12 episode season yeah it's not six and six like <clears throat> last year okay. it, it was like four and eight and this year it was like five and seven. And they're just saying, we've hit the end point of this story. So rather than drag it out, we're going to give you the good stuff. And that's, then we're just going to do something new. That's smart. And it's like, it's not like, it's like a wild jump. Like you can see how the one story ending sets up the next part of it. But it's, they're doing many seasons, many runs like the way that The Walking Dead does. But they're doing it all in one run. It's not, there's no three-month hiatus between them. Right. It's in the whole batch of 10 or 12 episodes, however long it, it is. And they're just ripping along and doing their thing. It feels like there's like that pause. But the thing is, the one that comes back the next episode, it's not like a season premiere where it's totally t- table setting. There's a right. little bit of table setting for what's going to continue on. But the threads of that have already been carried in seamlessly, organically, where you don't need to reset the whole thing and you've just seen it because you've been watching it for the last three or four or five or six episodes however long it's been done. So they're doing these half seasons 
within a season and carrying some of the big pieces through the whole arc. But they're right. things that can develop and slow play because you could spend three minutes on this episode and ten minutes on it the next episode and then five minutes because it gets pushed off to the side. Or maybe we don't see it at all for two episodes and then it crops back up again. And it's like, oh, that thing that I thought was fairly insignificant is now much bigger <clears throat> prominence two episodes later. Now, it's- that feels like the evolution of TV, right? That yes, feels like- I, I, I agree. That's like the right place to go with it because generally... From what I understand, the way that old, the way classic TV structure from like when we were kids through early adulthood, with the timing of the seasons, premieres and finales were big ticket items. They were meant to drive viewership. They were also guided towards advertisement, obviously, and things like that, which building up the pricing around those things, making a lot of money on those cap episodes. That so, in a world where no one gives a shit about the air date. Except if they're afraid of spoilers. Mm-hmm. I think you have the freedom to do this. Yeah, which, I mean, largely, the end of Game of Thrones will be the death of the monoculture, the death of the water uh, the water uh, cooler talk, right? It, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like everyone has to be on the same page. And yeah. we've been killing it off with DVR and streaming for a while now, but... Game of Thrones is probably... And it's not to say that there never will be anything that takes over again, but it largely is the last thing. Yeah. Other than sports that that <coughs> will ever be the case with. Sure. Um, so, weep for it, but enjoy it for what it was. Um, and I don't think everything has to be that anyway, but it was nice to have a couple of things like that, right? Yeah. Um, and But this will be the end of that era, essentially... Um, and I don't see it ever really coming up. House of Cards had a moment where it felt like it was that, and then it lost it. And well, that was it, before the spacey stuff, even. It can't really be, because the uh, the nature of dropping an entire season in a day, you, you immediately negate this ability to, to carry this. What I do think they could do, I do think a Netflix type could episodically release something. I think yeah. that would actually be pretty cool to see. Maybe one or two different things. Maybe, maybe if it's a longer running thing, because generally people want it up front, and they're also used to it now. Um, but it does... It You do have to wait for people to... Like, oh, are we on the same page? Can we talk about this thing? Oh, no? Okay, maybe maybe next week. Like, it's... That, that part of it is kind of lame. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think it would be interesting if they... I would be curious to see if a premium service was doing that. And how that would translate because obviously that's basically what hbo is now right a lot of people watch game of thrones way more people watch game of thrones than have cable yes and they are sticking they stuck with the weekly release and they did it on a a video on demand service i watch it on hbo go like i don't and it's 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 available to me um, minute up. It's available to me five minutes before. That was interesting. Didn't expect that to be the case. <laughs> but anyway, started it early. Well, um, I, th- I think probably that's done to incentivize you to get the service, right? Yeah, probably. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So that's why I like, I like that concept of, I, I think what they're doing with your show that you're talking about, Billions, they're opening up the door for, okay, if we are a premium service, that is dropping a series that is not built on advertisement, we can make this as long or as short as we want to. Yeah. So, okay, let's take those off the table. Great. So now what do we want to do? Let's tell the story. 
great. We start writing the story, the story's being written, the story's feeling good. It feels like a really great time to deliver this amazing punchline or climax that we're trying to deliver. There's there's nothing holding them back now. And yeah. I think that's really cool. Because we've seen that evolution, right? As you were saying, old school network television, right? Where it was like 24 episodes oh my per God. season or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's... Nothing gets done over the course of a lot of the... And I hate those, like, serialized shows. I hate them. It's like all, like, the the police procedurals and the, the doctor shows. All those shows are like that. And it's like, ah, oh, I can't... I can't get to a point where, like, like that stasis. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just... It bores the shit out of me. I don't want to watch something where there's 12 seconds of character development or plot development right. in an episode. It's just not interesting to me. And if, if it's interesting to you... This isn't me, like, shitting on... It just isn't for me. Mm-hmm. You can keep watching that and enjoy it. I don't begrudge you that. It's just I want something that I feel is more propulsive um, of both plot and character. Um, but, yeah, like, I've felt the strain recently with, like, the Netflix shows. And there's been other shows, too, where it feels like, man, this season probably would have been better if it was 10 instead of 13 or something. Like that. Or this would have been a, better if it was 8 instead of 10. Yeah. Um, and... Some shows have been, although I still don't think any network shows are, have been doing it, but HBO has done it some, right? Where, remember the newsroom? Yeah. It was 10, 10 episodes the first season. It was 9 episodes the second season. I think it was 6 or 7 episodes the, the third season. Is it, even, it might be even less. I, for, I forget. I, I want to say it was 6, but I'm not okay. 100% sure. Um, what a trem- can we just pause for a second? What a tremendous I series. I absolutely I, adore that series. Uh, that's... I'm gonna probably go back and watch it all Same. sometime. Sometime in the, I've talked about it a couple of times, and like each time that I've gotten to the point where I finished my show that I'm watching all of, it's time. Something else big has come up to me where it's like, oh, like I was watching The Wire, and then like I finished it, and I was like, mm, maybe I'll watch that, and then something else came up, and I watched that, and then I was like, mm, and then like they had The Sopranos, and then literally the day I finished The Sopranos, I saw Mad Men was on Netflix, and the creator was a writer on The Sopranos. It's like it feels perfect for me to jump right but- into that world. That's kind of a badge of honor, though, right? Like, in this world where, at our fingertips, we actually have this infinite, almost, like, seemingly, or maybe to our actual time, we have an infinite supply of very good stuff to watch. Yeah. The fact that I want to spend that time rewatching something that, that I... By the way, I don't know about you, I've watched multiple times through. I haven't. I've only seen the, it the ex- one time through. Except for the, the final season. I've only seen the final season once, but the first two seasons I've seen a couple times. Ugh. <sighs> Doctor the tapes, he doctored the, the tapes. Doctor the motherfucking tapes. Ah, I love that show but so much. Just to put a bow on this whole thing, I think you know, just even seeing the beginning of that, like you said, let's just write eight episodes this season. That's right. all we have, and that can be okay. And you still don't see it on network. It's it's premium cable because you know you're not buying ad space, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that sort of concern and think that the the structure of the contracts is different. Or also the other thing is you know you've noticed especially with the Game of Thrones, it's only six episodes, but technically it's probably like eight episodes worth sure. of content, right? Yeah. Um, which that's fine, whatever. It's still shorter than the typical run has been. Um, but this is like if you're going to be stuck on you no, know, we want thirteen episodes from you. Find a different way to construct your narrative in a way that makes it interesting. Say, oh, this idea, we really like this idea, but we don't have a full season's worth of this. Okay, table that for a second. Let's come up with some other ideas. Oh, we really like this idea. Um, We're almost at to a season. Perfect. Find a way to stitch those two things together into one cohesive season that'll be too many seasons. They they don't have to be equal. They don't have to be 50-50. It's okay if it's... 60, 40, 75, 25, it's, you know what it's, I mean? It's one season, it's cut in half, it's eight episodes apiece, and we're going to get Morgan playing pickup sticks for three episodes. 
Guys, I've seen the future. I've seen the future, and the future is billions. I love that show so much. <laughs> I'm, I, you, your excitement for it is getting me excited for it. So, uh, eventually, that'll probably be on our. I imagine that'll be on our. Yeah, we do them on different paces. On our, okay, I mean, yeah, you guys. I feel like you guys will probably tackle what we do in the shadows first. Yeah, it's relatively low investment. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm all in. I don't know that Kim's going to be all in. I really, I thought that she'd be into we'll, that. We'll, we'll have to see. I, I mean, maybe it's, not you know as much is. as you, but I could see her being into it. That's why I pitched it to you guys because I, I genuinely thought that that's something she would enjoy. It, it might be. We'll have to see. It's just, it's, a, it's over, it's over the top. It is, but I also feel like I thought that she would appreciate the dry humor. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see when we watch, uh, when we watch the first episode together. I, that the first episode was very funny. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> Shall we get into our flick of the week? Let's do it. Hopeless dweeb Elliot Richards is granted seven wishes by the devil to snare Allison, the girl of his dreams, in exchange for his soul. I'm, of course, speaking of the film Bedazzled, starring Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley from the year 2000. And this movie, as I said before, <laughs> is very much it's from the It's year aggressively 2000. 2000. It is. There's... It is the most perfectly 2000 thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> this is one of those movies that it's, it's, for, I know it's not a great movie. I know it's Challenge. not. Challenge. It's, <laughs> I, we both know it's not a great movie, but I love it. I really, I love this movie. It's got, there's, it's so silly. It's ridiculous. It does, that 2000 vibe that you're talking about. Man, that brings me back, and I really oh, yeah. like that. Uh, there's, it's you know regurgitated concepts from over the years, but it's fine. I don't care. It's it's just fun to watch, and I think one of the things that I love the most about it is I've talked about this before on the show, and I'm sure I'll talk about it numerous more times. But uh, there's when I, I my birthday is actually my birthday's next week. My birthday is in May. Around my birthday, there's always a big movie, always. It's great. It's I was born for the movies. Yes, first right? week of May birthday is. Uh, it's pretty just, dope. Just out, just outside of the first week of May's birthday, um, is prime movie release time. Yeah, it's on the cusp of May, of the first week of May. Uh, so, I there's always something ridiculous, something awesome for me to see. Going back, I think every time, every year for my birthday, when I want like my mom and dad would ask me like what I wanted to do with my friends and stuff, and I always want to go to movies, so. Four or five of us, we'd get together on like probably that Friday. We'd go to the movies, see something that I was that I specifically wanted to go see. Yeah. And there was there's a number of these over the years. Obviously, I've been around here for a bit. Um. So every year, something great would come out. So let me let me rattle off some off the top of my head that I remember. Well, just just one quick pause. I for a moment I was like, wait a minute, you didn't fucking go to see this movie, did you? And I just saw that it came out in October of two thousand. So. So no, I answered my own question. Yeah, Jesus. No, no. So, uh, a lot of those movies were things like uh, Wild Wild West, oh. The Mummy, okay, like that style movie, that time frame. That's what I'm talking about. So, like, yeah. Now, when I saw The Mummy, this is this is really this is a, a love letter to The Mummy. When I saw The Mummy, I was blown away. I thought that the movie is fantastic. I had so much fun with it. It's super entertaining. The characters are fantastically written. The the comedy is on point. 
the it's like it's basically na- there's no national treasure without the mummy. That's probably fair. Right? Like, that's that's generally how I feel. Because I, I feel like it, the, it the established that is, style. There's no the, the Mummy without Indiana Jones, but... The, well, that's the thing is, I, was saying, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, like, National Treasure is like a knockoff of Indiana Jones. It's like, yeah, but by way of the Mummy. Like, by way of the Mummy, exactly. And it's... I love that movie so much, and that was my that was my introduction to Brendan Fraser. Um, that was... Yeah. Uh, no. Sorry. Um, George of the Jungle was my introduction. Oh, sorry. I stand corrected. <laughs> George of the Jungle and Dudley Do-Right. Uh, anyway, there was one of the earliest memories I have of him. And when this movie came out, I was like, I like that guy. And this was at the time where I'm, you know, I'm at this age getting into all of these movies and, like, identifying things that I love about movies. I like this actor. I don't like this actor. I like this type of story. I don't like this type of story. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, I want to see this. And as, man, I, as a kid watching this movie, I had a blast. I was hysterical. The movie is very funny. It's very dumb, but it's very funny. Well, the thing is, there is a lot of dumb, but sneakily underneath that, infiltrating between all the dumb, there's some smart shit in here too. Yeah, there, there, you know what's funny? They could have easily made this a TV show where each episode was some ridiculous wish. This would work great as a limited series. <laughs> right, which at the time was not really, I feel like, as big of a thing as it could have been. No, or as it before could be a limited now. series, it was just bad TV movies that sometimes were a two-part TV movie. Right, So, but this this movie, it's just, it's so silly. It's got, uh, it's it's just a, you know, I, I, mentioned, I, I read the plot points earlier. Dweeb dances with the devil and gets seven wishes. To, and every every wish you know what's amazing to me about this movie every wish obviously goes wrong right he's gonna make a wish he's gonna want a thing he tries to get that thing he gets it in the literal sense and there's usually some gigantic caveat that comes with it some absurd well, that's, that's the best that's the best part about it is it's not just an oversight it is just how like sneakily pernicious and horrifyingly like devious thing that she's done underneath what he's his is like his heart's desire <laughs> right so so pausing pausing there for one second this movie came out in 2000 and i immediately need to talk about a spoiler piece so i'm going to get into it right now this movie's good go see it it's fun if you the just thing like is, it you, you said like oh no no it's not a great movie and yeah okay fine it's not a great movie I, this isn't even a good bad movie. This is a legitimately good movie. Oh, it's a good movie. It's good. It's not great. It's a no, not it's not great. Good. But it is legitimately good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very entertaining. So if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. Definitely a great. I don't know what to watch. I'm kind of venturing out on the couch. I'm tired. I kind of want to put something on. I could maybe go for a couple chuckles. Throw it's this also one on. it's it's a tight ninety minutes. Yeah, it's quick. It's a quick run. Um, so the, the what we're talking about with him. Making these wishes, getting the literal meaning, and then it backfiring tremendously. Let's just immediately dive into him as a basketball player. Because that's the first time... So he's had it build up a couple times now, where he knows, or he should be, he should know at this point, that something horribly wrong is going to go on in, in this new fantasy world that he lives in. So he becomes this very sweaty, very tall oh my God. basketball player. The sweat... <laughs> the sweat... The sweat Pouring off of him is phenomenal. And pouring slowly <laughs> onto the, the newscast. Just spraying the newscast. It's amazing. But when you're wondering where's this going to go and he's super tall 
And he asked, he asked to be tall. I don't, why did he ask to be tall? I don't remember what happened in the previous one that he asked to be tall. Um, it, well, the funny thing is, is Brandon Fraser asking to be tall is funny because as far as like actual actors go, he's a pretty tall dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big guy. Um, also, I feel like his body composition changed throughout the course of the movie because yep. he looks super skinny in those opening scenes. Yeah. And then he looks more like normal Brendan Fraser the rest of the movie, which is like, it's not like he's fat, but like he's like a, a husky dude and he was well built back then. He was a muscular dude. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like, <laughs> like he looked like emaciated in the opening sequence. But, so when he asks to be, uh, he wants to love what he does. He wants well, to be the, the rich. The thing with the tall thing was, he, was he, he says, um, that was the one after they were on the beach. Okay. So he wanted to be like kind of a tough guy. He wanted to love what he does. He wanted to have money. And um, that was, I think that was the gist of the wish. Yeah, all he of these wishes. I, he goes, I want, well, he says, I want to be athletic. Yeah. I want to love, love what I do. I want to be, you know, tall <laughs> and strong and I want to have money, um, right. you know, and I want to be loved. You know, he goes, yeah. he goes, cause that was the, the, he goes, I want people to, he goes, I want to like what I do and I want people to like me and like me for what I do. Yeah. So he becomes this. Absurd basketball player who gives 110%, which I think was a great thing, is that he has this canned response for the reporter, and then when he's nervous later, he's giving the same canned response. Really Verbatim. great. Verbatim. Verbatim. And uh, <clears throat> the Allison, when he finally meets Allison in this version of his life, she's a reporter, and she wants to do a story on him. And she is like, she's being very forward, flirting with him, wanting to see how big his penis is. Also, I, again, I love how, like, there's a there's a a call and response to that whole sequence where she says, uh, you know, a player like you who's got such a massive talent, right? right. And then she has another line like right well, after. Well, you just gotta give a hundred and ten percent. And she says something else about like, oh, it must be hard with such a big ego. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's so. Good. And then when you get the reveal. Right, so you know, so you already know as the viewer where this one's gonna go wrong. And he takes his towel off, and this is, this is the the key. He has a number of amazing deliveries in this movie. This is one of them where he just opens the towel and goes, "No!" (laughs) 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 And he keeps doing it. No! What? Come on! (laughs) And then she she leaves because she has a big story with the NFL. Yeah, well, but, no, but that that's true. But there was a, the call and response aspect. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot I had this thing. And she goes, what? It's just it's this, this teeny, tiny little... little thing I have to write. What's teeny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you also, so you get the sense that he's also very dumb in this one. Yes. And that really comes to at the very end of it when uh, he's, so he has What's the pager. The <laughs> yeah, he has the pager so that he can get back to the devil. The number to dial on Pedro is six six six, and he starts off three three three. Ah! Four four four. Ah! And then he turns and he looks and he sees he rips a post-it note that he has on, which uh, there's about ten of them ten all of them. over his locker. And he p- rips it off and he types in nine nine nine. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Flips it over. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I think all of the transitions from his fantasy world back to reality via the pager those are all very funny yes now to backtrack one where he's falling off the helicopter like the helicopter yeah because the Colombian drug lord might be my favorite 
it's, it's the one that they give the most time to. Yeah. Because it's the first one. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, well, the movie can't be more than an hour and a half, so we're going to have to breeze through the next few. Also, if they had to pick one that was going to be the shortest, the one where he is Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that was good. Perfect. Because yeah, I want to be the president. Yeah, because I was all, I want to do something good, I, you know, with my last remaining wishes. I, I want to do something good. I want to be someone important, uh, someone who does good things. I want to be the president. And he's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going to go see a play. I think I've already seen this play. Yeah. <laughs> it's brand uh, I'm sure you haven't. It's called My American Cousin. I know how this one ends. <laughs> and then someone's sitting behind him with a bottle of champagne and pops the champagne and oh he's my, jumping. Yeah, that, that look of fear that he turns really quickly. Oh my god. So funny. The uh, what I, You know what I love is uh, in that one when uh, John Wilkes Booth aims the gun at him he goes, wait, wait, wait. And he types the number and he goes, all right. <laughs> he goes, yeah, do your thing. Or let's get it over with or something. <laughs> oh my God. And that one only lasts about three minutes. And that was the perfect amount of time for that one. Whereas the Colombian drug lord one lasts like 10 minutes. Yeah. The, when he, so in the Colombian drug lord reality, he asked to be rich and married to Allison. Yes. That was pretty much it. Yeah. He goes, he goes. Oh, respected. Wanna, I, he goes, I want to be rich, powerful, respected, uh, and I want to be married to Allison. And that's all he says. Right. And he didn't specify love at all, or that she yeah. loves him, or... So, anyway, falls into this this world. The best thing about this... First off, this is the first one you get. So when he wakes up and he's freaking out because, like, oh my god, this wish came true. That's great. But when he realizes that he can speak Spanish, it's one of my favorite, favorite scenes in comedy. Oh, it's, strong. <laughs> it's it's so it's so silly, and then <clears throat> this is also we get introduced to his friends who are actually all his friends from work. Well, all Quote his friends. not friends from work that are really just shitty to him. They make appearances in each of these lives that he has with these dreams, uh, with these uh, wishes that he got from the devil, and they all That's- play these absurd characters. It's great too because like it's Orlando Jones in the middle of having a moment, right? Because like. In quick succession, he had this, the replacements, he had um, evolution, like they were, like bang, 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 like he was in office space bit part, right? Like he was in like everything that was good comedically, like in like that, like three year span. I used to work at Intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the, but the, the thing is, I remember him being, I, yeah. I've seen this movie all the way through before this one time. Um, and it was like, a year or two after it came out, like, whenever it was on, like, HBO or something in, like, 2001 or 2002, uh, I saw it, like, after having, you know, like, when you were, like, a kid and you, like, watched a movie on, like, a weekend with, like, your family? Yeah. And then, like, you fall asleep and then you wake back up and then you're watching whatever's on TV, like, while half asleep. I watched this whole movie like that at, like, one in the morning sometime. Nice. Um, and that's nice. the only time I've seen the movie all the way through. And I've seen bits of it a couple other times, but, like, very small snippets of it. Um, so I remember Orlando Jones being in it. Who I didn't know at the time that I recognized. Now uh, the credits were rolling, and it's a very long credit sequence, uh, which was an entertaining one too. Is that you have all the different like sins of everyone around the world? Yes. Ah, kind of uh, so cool. clever. I have a wait, pause on that for a second. I have a few of them written here. Oh, nice. So the they yeah they show the opening sequence is like an overview of people. It's just like stock footage basically, but over the stock footage they pinpoint each person and they boil them and down like, to one character trait and it's a And they're like speeding up and like slowing it down too <clears throat> and like they're showing like people like moving past them was like stop motion like Yeah, so like one of my favorites is there's a it's three monks. 
and two of them, one of them's head is down, and the other two are like in the middle of like rising from a bow, and over each of their head there's a blurb. One of them says praying, the other one says praying, and the one with his head on the ground says sleeping. Yes, <laughs> I, I love that one. Then there's that immediately cuts to a kid in like a baby carrier on a like a woman's got the kid like in the pouch thing on the front, and it just says freeloader <laughs> over the yes. kid's head, which I think is fantastic. And probably my favorite one is uh, a woman throws garbage into the garbage can. It misses and hits the floor, and it just says environmentalist above her. Yes, <laughs> so ridiculous. And then obviously his. They just do a nut, like one after the other, and I think it's lonely, desperate, eager to please, lovesick. And then he holds the door for some person, and then 12 other people walk through the door, and it just says, doormat. <laughs> but not just 12, they speed the thing up even more. That was pretty 500 fun. 500 people walk yeah. in the door while he's holding it open. Oh my god. But um, getting back, so I was, as the, yeah. the credits scroll is going on, right? Brendan Fraser, Elizabeth Hurley, Orlando Jones, and a name comes up, it's Toby Huss, and I was like, that name's familiar, and I can't place why so it gets into the opening like sequence of the movie and i'm like oh my god i know who that guy is he was in halt and catch fire uh i don't think you ever watched it no but i know i know which actor you're talking about and he plays like a texan like like old school guy who like is kind of a hard ass earlier in the show and he develops into kind of having a heart of gold Mm -hmm. like oh my god this is like how the fuck is that guy in this 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 movie and like I have like no idea this and that I'm watching it and him like I'll get to it like later when we get but like he is probably the best and the, all three of those guys who were like his friends right, who were always in the background of it like Orlando Jones they give him a couple of moments to shine right they yep. give Toby has one particular one but all three of them are really good and the Colombian one is the one where all three of them are always together yeah because they're like they're like the news team in Anchorman where they're like they're always like behind him and like one of them's always got a line or something like that or it's always we're panning to them for the reaction <laughs> shot and all yep. that stuff. They do that in the in the in the scene where they're at the stables uh, or the factory. The stables, my yeah. stables. <laughs> uh, the when they're at the factory where they make the cocaine uh, and and he doesn't understand like why like what's the problem why are we all like arguing or upset over this who cares sale about a half a flour or sugar flour or, or sugar cocaine <laughs> so good uh, and then while oh my god the shit I'm is a drug lord of course I am <laughs> yeah well and while the shit is going down uh, Orlando Jones just takes a big whiff of cocaine in the <laughs> which is so great he pulls his head up. And he's just got white all over his face. So and they're good. telling him silently to wipe his face because he's white all over his mustache. And they all have the exact same mustache. When he finds out, um, when Elliot finds out that Allison is cheating on him because they're married, not in love. With Raul? The, uh, with Raul! <laughs> uh, the, he, he's so angry, he pulls his mustache and he, he rips it clean off. Oh my god. And you can see the patch of skin yeah. underneath it where Horrible. it's like about to be bleeding. And then in the next scene when he goes to talk to Allison, he's got a band-aid across, like, spanning the pieces of mustache that no longer united. so stupid. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and that's what, I'm so saying, that's what I'm saying for how dumb it is. There's a lot of smart shit quietly going on in the background. Like, having the mustache come off and then having the bandage, like, fixing the just the one spot of mustache that's missing. It's it's great, and then what's really funny about the Colombian one is when he, at the end of it, when he's on the helicopter, flying away, and he drops the pager, and then dives after it, 
Now, this is the first one. He doesn't know exactly what's going to happen when he hits the button. I find that to be funny. But he gets, yeah. obviously, he pulls out of it and lands directly on the hood of a car. That was, yes. that was a little slapstick, and I, I appreciate it. I like the first wish, which you find out counted, of the Big Mac. Yes. And which also, that. complete bullshit, considering, I mean, it filled, it filled it in with the whole thing of, like, I'm supposed to believe you. I could have jumped on a bus and bought myself a thing. I didn't even get fries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was... Although, I, I do love how they backed that up with where, like, you should have turned and run, because they get to her club. Yeah. Um, and everyone there knows her, and uh, knows him, rather. Yeah. And it's like, paparazzi <laughs> taking pictures, he gets in, and girls competing for his affection. Everyone knows his name, you know. Come dance with me. No, no, no. Come dance with me, Elliot. They get, like, to their, <laughs> they get to her club, which I believe is located somewhere in Gotham in the mid-90s. It's straight out of <laughs> Batman Forever. Like, a club yeah. scene in Batman Forever. Which, oh, the interior of the club? Absolutely. Yeah, it's the turn, it's the turn from the 90s into the 2000s. Yes. It's happening in that scene. Which is funny because Batman Forever found a way to like combine both the 1930s and 1995. <laughs> it's um, boy, look at you! <laughs> 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 oh. That's such a bad line! I know. So That's my hearing aid! Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll do that movie eventually. I, uh, I still claim that it's underrated. It is, um, it is absolutely underrated. I love that movie. But um, also, I, while we're on the topic of him going to the club, I love when he gets arrested later and he's talking to the cop mm-hmm. and he's reading back. So let me get this straight. You're sold your soul to the devil, like blah, blah, blah. Um, you, this club that she took you to. Why, and you won't take it seriously. He goes, it's not that I can't. I, I don't know how to get there. Sure. He goes, because I think he says something. He goes, she drove. He goes, right, in her Lamborghini Diablo. Diablo. <laughs> 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 and there's a lot of good, like, s- like subtle, like devil jokes, like stuff yep. like that. Like, like she's wearing the shirt that says "bad" on it. The license plate on the Lamborghini Diablo says "bad one." Yep. You know, there's all those little things floating around. Like, there's like poster. There was a Garden of Eden pa- uh, oil painting in the back of her office in the club. Like all that sort of shit. Like. It was good stuff. It was great. The what backtracking like earlier on into the movie though, when he meets her and she's telling him who she is and obviously he doesn't believe her, and he thinks she's crazy. This is the I, I didn't know about it then. I probably didn't know about it the last time. I I I have not been familiar with the term Scientology until maybe the past I don't know what five to ten years when it's been like a thing. I was aware of it before that um, because the funny thing is, is I guess that's really the moment that it all really picked up in like. I guess awareness. so, right? Because and I didn't remember that line because, like I said, I've really only seen it all the way through <coughs> one time, um, and I was like, "Huh, that's a funny line." But at that exact same time, and I didn't know about it at the time. Um, you remember that movie Battlefield Earth? Yeah, with John Travolta. I think that also came out in two thousand. Um, and that was, I think, not terribly long after he converted to Scientology. Okay. And that movie, uh, I guess, is a loose allegory for what Scientology is all about. Oh, okay. I don't Some know. Of the it's been a kind of time and I don't really know. Stuff so. with, like, the big picture arcane stuff that's in the background of Scientology. Okay. I didn't know it when it was the time. I saw it and 
like I thought some of the action stuff was cool, but even I knew it was a bad movie when it came out. I just didn't realize, I didn't understand the gravity of how bad it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that like 2000 must have kind of been the turning point where like it became like a big thing where like people actually knew what it was. Right. And so, so that, that line, line comes in that like movie. enjoy enjoy your Scientology or something like that. And I was just like, huh? Like when I was watching the other night, I was like, oh wow, like I. I feel like I remember, I clearly remember a time before I knew anything about it or knew what it was. And this is a long time ago that I saw this movie. So I, I, it was, it, sometimes it's shocking to see that happen. Or like, you know, you just go back and you're more aware of things now than you were then. Because obviously I was a kid when I saw this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a thing for like Since the 54, I think. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had looked it up because I was curious. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. The very, very beginnings of it, yeah, L. Ron Hubbard did whatever in like the 50s or something like that. And then it started becoming, a, I guess, something approaching a more cohesive um, dogma, like sometime 10, later, 10 years later, maybe after he was like banished from the U.S. or something. I, I'm still unclear about <coughs> that whole story. So, w- moving on from Scientology and the Colombian drug lord, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, next, the next sequence we get is. Uh, when he's just a, he's just the most sensitive man in the world. He asks oh to be God. the most sensitive man in the world. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Oh, because they stole. They went into her. They they transported themselves into her apartment. Read her diary. Oh right, 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 right. Narrative <laughs> about how why can't I find a sensitive man who cares about his feelings and is open about his feelings as as I am and this and that. And he says I want to be the most sensitive man in the world and I want her to love me. And, yep. Which is key, which is great. But I what backtracking again in that scene when they're in her bedroom, and um, she walks through him. She, she walks through him. That's great. But he's <clears throat> similar to the the scream when he opens his towel when he's the the basketball player. In this scene, when she she can't see him, right? So yeah. he's sitting in the chair, and she's right in front of him. She puts her foot on the chair, and she's like she's painting her toenails, and she stands up straight, and she fixes her towel. To fix her towel. She fully opens it and he goes, oh! and then she closes it. And it's just a great reaction. It's so perfect. Because uh, he, he, he cracks me up in this movie, like, a lot. And so much so in this, in this sequence where he is the most sensitive man in the world. He's a good comedic actor. Yeah. It, I mean, from, like, 95, 96 to, like, 2003, he was as big a star as anyone. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame, like, he fell off the map. Pretty quickly after that, it feels like. I mean, like, he was a like, he was a really big deal in the late '90s and early 2000s. The, the Mummy franchise um, was it in, was it Encino Man? Was that the other oh one? Oh my he god, was in? Encino Man! So Bedazzled. Um, he uh, was it. Um, was it uh, Blast from the Past? I, I saw a lot of that movie. I didn't see the whole thing. And you know, Alicia Silverstone was as big as anyone in the in the '90s. And the two of them together, like that, was like a. Like a, a big time pairing, he mm-hmm. did a, a run on Scrubs, like all, like all this stuff, like. So funny. And then I, it's funny because he kind of disappeared off the. The last thing I remember him being in, where it was like, oh, Brendan Fraser is gonna be in a movie, uh, other than the Mummy Three, which was, um, a tough run. But um, he he did was it the Looney Tunes movie or something Looney, like that? Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah, yeah, like that was like the last big thing where like Looney Tunes mattered, like post Space Jam. Um, Come on, like that was like a. Um, It was a big deal that they were doing a Looney Tunes movie. It was a big deal that Brandon Fraser was gonna be in it, right? Um, And like after that, he just like disappeared. And it was only when he kind of made his comeback, and like he was in Crash in two thousand four, like Oscar winning Mm. movie, like all that stuff. 
Um, and then when he he I guess he just kind of resurfaced a couple of years ago with that um, the Getty show um, Trust on on FX it was a year or two ago, and he kind of started talking again. He's like, yeah, like I've been at it for a while. I didn't realize. I mean, he had a, it sounds like he had a lot of stuff that went on. I think he has a like special needs son that has like taken up a lot of his time and he mm. started like a foundation around that and stuff like that. Oh, and awesome. he, he went through a bad divorce. But the biggest thing was he used to do all his own stunts and I'm watching oh. that scene with him falling out of the helicopter and then landing on the, the car, right? He's a big dude. Yeah. His body fell apart on him. Oh, damn. Like he went through like years of like, I think depression because he was going through surgery after surgery and you know, with that comes, you know, the surgeries on their own take their toll and, like, he hurt his back and uh, there may have been some sort of substance thing in all of that where, you know, right, when you do sure, a lot sure. of surgeries, you get on, like, you know, these fucking, you know, uh, uh, blanking on the name of that sort of drug, um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. With that whole thing, like, that was as big a part of anything is, like, he used to love doing his own stunts and it's like, a guy like Tom Cruise who's, like, shorter than your sister can, like, survive falling down all the time the guy's like six feet tall and he's probably 230 pounds 240 pounds takes a toll on your body i vaguely remember hearing something about him being in like in pain and like going through stuff that's a shame because like this guy is a legitimately solid actor sorry this is all kind of a long-winded way of of saying that but his comedic timing is strong like and he can do like he plays multiple different characters in this movie versions of himself the, the the first 10 minutes of movie if I didn't know that I had to get through all of it and that I genuinely enjoyed where it goes, I forgot how... It's oh, it's hard. ...viscerally painful to watch the first few minutes of the movie. He's impossibly awkward in the early stage of the movie. Yes, it's... like, in a way that I didn't think was possible. Right, and also in a way that I didn't think was going to be recoverable. No. But it is as the movie goes on. It's the type of thing that if I was watching it for the first time now, I might not have gotten through that. Right, I didn't no, have that's, a reason that's to. totally fair. The, um, <laughs> there's, so getting into sensitive guy, the, the red hair and the freckles that they add to him that don't look <laughs> natural on him makes no. it very funny. And the best part is that he gets lost, well, he gets lost for an hour because he was crying at the sunset. I think so. Something like uh, that. And then continues to cry at the sunset or get choked up by it every, I don't know, 30 seconds throughout this, this thing. The most amazing. The, 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 the line that I had in the intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. The I think it would be easy to say that the most amazing part of that scene is when he's playing the song about the tuna. <laughs> oh, sorry, the dolphins. The dolphins. Uh, the that that would be the easy thing to choose. But the best scene is when the guy kicks the sand in his face, and he has he just. He has a gallon of sand in his mouth, oh. and he continues to spit it out. Yeah, it takes him like it's three absurd. or four spits to get all of the the sand out of his mouth. <laughs> it's so it's so great. And then when she she leaves with the guy because he's too sensitive, and then he just turns to the sun and just goes. Whoa! <laughs> it's so, well, he gets up, he gets up and he's crying, ah! and then he turns and looks at it as he's putting the number in the pager. Looks at the sun again. And then it renews his group. Ah! So good. So silly. So, now remind me. He gets back from that. Is the... Now, the basketball player's next, right? Yes, because we talked about they, that. Were the, they were the dumb jocks. They were playing football. Right. But there, there's one thing that we forgot to mention. And that was after he looked at the towel. And he goes, damn it. 
damn it. He goes, damn the devil. Damn yes. the devil to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just a also, great line. Also in there, as I was mentioning each of the, the, well, really it was Toby Huss and Orlando Jones each got a moment to shine. Um, well, actually, I guess the, the beach one was where um, where Paul Adelstein gets his, his chance to shine, right? Because he's the one who actually gets Allison, right? He's kicking the sand in his face. Yeah. Um, but I'm not as familiar with him as an actor. Um, but Orlando Jones, as the retired sportscaster, so good. Uh, doing the, the play-by-play, he fucking nails it. He crushes. I know you're not a big sports fan. I know you've seen some. He, I, you know, it's funny. He, I'm not a big sports fan, but I am a big fan of people making fun of sportscasters. Like on SNL, so yes, this yeah, this is great. He is perfect as the retired ex-athlete who is only on the table because he used to play the sport, not because he's any good at broadcasting. Right, incredible. <laughs> it's so they have like a little like bicker moment, a bickering moment. The two of them, and I don't remember what it's exactly about, but it is it is very. Oh funny. yeah, the two of them are are perfect in conjunction in the, those roles, but specifically. <laughs> Orlando Jones capturing the the retired ex player who why is he doing this because he's not any good at it like and like he may know the game but he's horrendous at explaining it to you like right. he was perfect who okay so now after the basketball sequence what's the next um there was one is that the publisher one, and, oh the next yeah the next one is when he's the is when he's really smart because that was the whole thing is you said he's super dumb in this yeah, yeah, yeah. goes the op he goes the opposite direction I want to be Really smart. I want people to love me. I want to be articulate. I want to be intelligent. I want to be strong. He wants to have. Good, I, want to, I want to have a big, a big, not cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Know, and he does the thing yeah. with the fist, and then she does it too. <laughs> now, what's funny is that immediately after he enters the screen as this new character, he has to fix himself because yes. he doesn't know what to do. And I, I don't know that I've picked up on that before. Oh yeah, he he has to adjust himself, and it's down at the. It's, it's like down, down by his knee. knee. Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but that's where the line came from, where he's talking to Orlando. Orlando Jones goes. Yes. Uh, so they introduce him. They're like, "You've is it true you've written your fourth book in three years?" And he goes, "I hear yes. it's already up for a Pulitzer that hasn't even been published." <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and that's where the line said. Uh, Oh, nonsense, Dr. McGiggity Giggity Baba. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, I was that improv? Like, I want to know more about that line. And the It delivery. had to have been. I'm going to say it must have been because I'm looking at the IMDb page right now, and it just says African party guest. His name isn't on there. Right. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. Now, this is, this brings me to one of the funniest deliveries in the movie. Uh... I love a good shouting, shouting at a good timing and like delivery of a line. When he brings Alice into the bedroom, and I get his boyfriend or husband is in the bedroom, and he doesn't realize at this point that he's gay. Again, Toby Huss. Yep. Incredible. <laughs> um, I like seeing him in that with the flowing hair when he's quite balding in *Halt and Catch Fire*. It's ridiculous. <laughs> when when he goes. You're gay. And he goes, I'm not gay. I'm straight. And then he goes, and I'm Tony Danza. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's yeah, just you're a, straight and I'm Tony Danza. Uh, it's such a great line. It's not, it's a, it doesn't, it's, there's, it's really not relevant. It doesn't make any sense. It's just the delivery. Yeah. It's just very no, silly. He's a, he's a good actor. Oh my God. It's so funny. And then I'll prove it to you. And he, he dips Allison and he gives her this 
like this gratuitous kiss, and then he picks her back up, and he's like, "Yep, I'm gay." <laughs> and they shake hands. Yeah, they, they shake hands. hands. It was it was lovely to meet you. That was oh, that was too much. And now that's that's is that the last one? Oh no, then the then the president. Then the Lincoln. One. Then that's yeah. it. That's that's the finale. Those that's all the runs we get. And then he wishes Allison has a good life. And then that like breaks his contract. And then he he's fine. Um, the, the movie kind of peters off at the end, but it's fine. Well, it was nice because it got to the whole emotional messaging part of it. And and I will say, considering the close proximity in the years that they came out and their relative comedic prowess and importance in the Hollywood industry. And the fact that we're just talking about him a little while ago, this movie is somehow less cheesy and delivering and more effective in delivering the message than Bruce Almighty did with Jim Carrey. Mm. Even though it's intentionally ridiculous and cheesy at times, somehow it comes off as slightly less cheesy than that one did. Yeah. Um, and maybe it was just because it was more of an example of walking, you know, showing the way that you walk close to the line and realizing how dangerous that is, type of thing. Um. And also, I think the other part of it is they really force Jim Carrey to carry the whole thing in Bruce Almighty, as opposed to in this one. Um, it's he built had like on an entourage, back. and he had yeah. well, not just that, but it's built on the back of the relationship between him and Elizabeth Hurley, which is really Devil. sweet. Yeah, and the two of them have really good chemistry in those they do. respective roles. You're very, you're right. They do, they 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 play off each other really well in this movie. They do. Um, with and the best part about it is the two of them. Uh, and you never really see something like this. The two of them trade the role of like straight man and comedic relief, mm-hmm. like back and forth, depending on the segment, and even sometimes within it, right? Where yep. like at that sort of seamless handoff. Usually, it's you're the straight man, you're the comedic relief, and that's how it's going to be. And yeah. you're going to tee up the joke, and you're gonna you're gonna trigger it, and this and that. The two of them pass the baton back and forth seamlessly. They're really good together. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those movies where obviously chem- chemistry seemed like it was a it was a big deal there. Like it seemed like it worked really well. The characters seemed to jive really well. I would also say they genuinely seem like they're having a good time making it. Yes, and and, and uh, that especially shows. especially him when he's doing the different wish roles. Oh yeah, he is having the time of his life. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's really it's a fun movie to watch. I I enjoy it. It's it's just so silly. And I thought she did a really good job of balancing the comedy aspect and like the seduction aspect of the devil, like the whole point of the devil being seducing of you, sometimes literally in the case of right. Rando. She shows up in the red dress, or she's got the skin tight pants or whatever, and she or you know, literally getting up and, you know, being seductive. The weirdest of them all when she's playing the, the the cop who's got him slammed up against the iron bars and she's like nibbling on his ear and yeah. like whispering oh breathily God. into his ear and it's like it's like <laughs> that must have been a tough scene to shoot for him. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my God. Anyway, that it's it's just a blast. It's a fun movie to watch. It's really entertaining, um, and I, I it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. I had one other line that I got, I don't even have the exact line, but you'll remember exactly what I'm talking about. Where just because there's a bunch of I can't remember all of them, but there were so many good little lines in the background of this. Um, one that got me pretty good though was when when he's the drug lord and he finds about Raul's betrayal, and they give him this photo album of Raul and Allison oh together. Oh my god! And he says, uh, he goes what. 
And he goes to hand it back to me. He goes, you can keep it. I got doubles. <laughs> and he goes, doubles? <laughs> that. And I think that's the moment he rips his mustache off. <laughs> and the, all of that being in Spanish and his delivery in Spanish is very funny. Yeah. Plus, this, it's just it's just so good. Or that, uh, <laughs> and they, he says I got doubles, and the other two guys just shake their head. They're like, <laughs> "Um, that's I. That's all I have." Yeah. Um. The the only other tiny little note is I like that. Um. They do the whole thing where like suddenly God is the guy who's in the the cell with him, and they could have even left you walk away with like, oh, like was it actually him or not? Whatever. But then when he finally finds the girl he actually earned, who also is played by the woman who played Allison, uh, <laughs> um, and they're walking down the street, the devil and God are playing chess together. Yep. But the two of them yep. bond over seeing them happy together, or like where she genuinely likes him and she ends up respecting him for making the choice he made or whatever. But like she gives, oh, I really do like you, Elliot. You know, stick with me. And it's like, okay, you know, like, it's the devil. Like he, she's. Like, like, but like, after he's free and clear, right? She goes, I really did like you. It's like, oh, like, that's kind of funny. Like, you're actually giving a this little bit of humanity to this relationship. To the funny. devil. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. I, I, I did, I like that a lot. Um, it's just, that's, that's such, it for me. Such a fun movie. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to discuss or nuggets for us to chat about, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at spintune.com or tweet us at the spintune with the hashtag FLI6. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks for coming out. You're so much more than a fish to me, my playful friend beneath the sea.